0: DISH Network, best known as a satellite TV provider, said yesterday that it turned on 5G service in 120 cities. But there are still a lot of questions about this offering. I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. With me to discuss this is our mobile carrier expert, Eli Blumenthal. Welcome, Eli.
1: Thanks for having me back.
0: So what did DISH do yesterday? And just as importantly, what did it not do?
1: DISH yesterday turned on a 5G network uh, for the first time in more than just one location. It officially says it has enabled 5G service in over 120 towns across the country, or roughly 20% of the US population.
0: And like, what what is the significance of yesterday's announcement?
1: After years of dish spending billions of dollars acquiring valuable wireless spectrum, they finally are putting it theoretically to use and allowing people to buy devices, get service, and basically, use Dish, as you said, a satellite company, now as a wireless provider to theoretically compete with larger carriers like AT and T, Verizon, and T-Mobile.
0: Yeah, and and here's the thing that I was alluding to with my first question about what they did announce because they didn't talk a lot about the details. So, is, is there any sense of where it's actually available and who can actually get it? Since you talked about you know more than 120 cities and 20 percent of the population, but Dish was a little bit cagey when it came to actually getting the service, right?
1: Yeah, it's not an easy process with any of the other big three carriers or even a whole bunch of smaller carriers like Mint Mobile or Google Fi. You just go to a website, you put in your information, you can get a phone, you can get a service plan. With Dish, it's not that simple. You have to be in one of its specific locations, one of these 120 towns. They have a list available on their what they're calling Project Genesis Uh, website. And even there, your selections of devices and your service plans are very limited. You can right now get one device, a Galaxy S22 for $30 a month, you cannot bring your own iPhone, you cannot bring your own other Android device, or you can get a hotspot, a Netgear hotspot for 20 bucks a month. That's it. You're very limited. As far as your device selection right now, you're very limited as far as your plan selection. Right now, you aren't really gaining a lot that's different from a traditional bigger carrier.
0: In fact, you're getting a rather limited set, right? Since you've only got one option for a phone and a hotspot device, that's pretty limiting, right?
1: Now, that's almost as limiting as you can possibly get when it comes to choosing mobile service. One plan, one device. This is saying it's working on bringing on other devices. In Las Vegas, it has a Motorola device available in addition to the Samsung. Uh, it says more devices will be coming on in the future. If they are building out this wireless network and turning it on. I, I believe that they will be adding new devices soon. Uh, the question is, of course, is what devices and when, uh, specifically in the US, when, when will we see a dish supported iPhone that runs on their 5G network?
0: Yeah, I want to talk about the, the launch a little bit yesterday, because it was a bit surprising. In fact, we, we even posted an article yesterday, noting that this was a, a key FCC deadline. It, it didn't seem like this was going to happen. And then all of a sudden, this Project Genesis website you talked about, it went from having one city lit up, Las Vegas, to we've got 120 cities. Except the company never really talked about it, didn't announce it in a press release. It was just from this site. Uh, and really, we didn't get a press release until this morning. Like, Talk a little bit about that because that, that seems like a really weird way to launch a service.
1: It's definitely untraditional. I will say that. Um but everything about DISH and its efforts to become a 5G or a wireless player, because they've been talking about doing this back in the 4G days, has been untraditional. The FCC deadline you mentioned, DISH was facing serious penalties, uh, hundreds of millions of dollars in penalties if it didn't reach this latest goal. Uh, it's for years have punted these goals by the FCC down the road. Uh, it was supposed to launch a couple years ago, COVID, supply chain, most recent pushback they got an extension if they didn't reach yesterday's deadline of launching service in 20% of the country they would have possibly even lost some of their spectrum licenses which is these valuable wireless airwaves that they need to launch wireless service as for your other part of your question which you know the the untraditional way that they went about this that's just how dish has been operating this Project Genesis app is talking about, which is Project Genesis, what Dish is calling its service right now. It talks about getting rewards like NFTs and special gear and possibly free service. That is certainly not common in the wireless industry. I, I'm not sure what NFTs they are possibly offering. I'm not sure who is signing up for this. Is like, ooh, I want an NFT, so let me get Dish service over T-Mobile. It, it's a very interesting proposition, and I'll be curious to see if they how they adjust this to reach a more wider audience as they expand. I personally am curious to see when they're gonna finally allow for coverage maps, a staple in the wireless industry that lets you see where dish service is. They, they don't have that on their website right now, the best I can tell. Uh, though it is important to note that as part of a bunch of agreements DISH has, including one brokered by the Department of Justice, and the FCC, uh, Dish can use T-Mobile's network for roaming where in areas where it doesn't have service, and Dish has its own agreement with AT and T that allows it to use AT and T's network where it doesn't have service. So if you do sign up for Dish, even if you're in one of these 120 towns and you go outside of that radius, you'll still have wireless service. It just will be using AT and T or T-Mobile.
0: Got that. That's a great point, and and I guess it goes to my next question was. Should, should we be a little bit skeptical but they ha- because they have spent years acquiring spectrum they've they talked up a wireless network for years I recall them coming pre-pandemic to our offices to talk about this great network they were building we didn't get anything until today until the very last moment this is this was the the day of the deadline and it they kind of like rushed out this thing they did put out a press release but like a day later so it, a lot of it Felt like it was kind of put together at the last minute to meet those obligations. I, again, to the to the point about uh, skepticism. Like, is that should, should is this something that people should be worried about?
1: Hundred percent should be skeptical uh, until people can actually hop on this network and try it out ourselves included. I'm very eager to to find this network somewhere and see what it's like and see if this actually can do basic things like make a call, send a text message do a FaceTime. Uh, should 100% have skepticism, DISH has, as we talked about already, has had basically been pushing this message for years that they're going to become a wireless carrier, they're going to compete with Verizon and AT&T and T-Mobile, trust us. And every single time they've missed those marks. Uh, as for what we might see next to maybe lower some of that skepticism, DISH has to give a report to the SEC by next July, or sorry, by this coming July. July 14th, I believe is the date, uh, detailing their build out. Uh, Hopefully since the service is theoretically available, we'll start to see people hop on. Uh, I'm curious for us to try it out, so stay tuned to CNET for that. That should be important milestones as far as whether Dish is actually building something here that's usable and whether the network that they're putting online could become this fourth carrier that the US has been lacking since T-Mobile and Sprint merged a couple of years ago. Looking further ahead, sorry, just looking further ahead as far as, you know, the next big thing to keep in mind, it's next next June, rather, because if DISH doesn't hit 70% of the US population by June 14th of 2023, they could be in this boat all over again, heavy fines from the FCC, possible spectrum license, Revocations. It's a lot that Dish still has to do to prove itself both to consumers and to the federal government.
0: That that's a great point. Uh, one thing I wanted to, to talk about was the actually the announcement, which was laden with a lot of jargon. And one was open RAN, another was cloud service. I'm cu- cloud-based five G service. I'm curious if you could sort of. I don't know if you can break down what the heck that means and what what that actually means for users or or does do they even care or would they care?
1: Dish is very quick in their press release to talk about things like smart 5G network and as you mentioned, all these cloud services and being able to do voice over new radio, which is basically using 5G as the basis for phone calls. All really cool ideas in theory. And and I say really cool, that's really for industry folk. For average for average consumers doesn't really matter too much right now. It won't change their experience. Um, it's for for the average consumer. It is, does this work? Can I make phone calls? Can I get text messages? Can I post things or watch YouTube videos or do anything I'm normally using my phone or hotspot for? Um, in theory, it should be able to do those things. How fast it does those things, we still don't know. There's nobody really, dishes and talking about any, you know, blazing speeds it's getting. It's not taking the approach of some of the traditional wireless carriers when they were launching 5g services talking about how they're you know 2x or 3x or 4x or 5x faster than 4g partially i guess because dish doesn't really have an anchor of a 4g network Dish's network is 5g only or the network that they are building obviously if they're using at&t or t-mobile you can connect to 4g or 5g or i guess 3g in the areas where that's still online but for the most part you're using 5g only when you're connected to dish.
0: Yeah, so I mean to that point, like do you see this company becoming a viable competitor? like you said there's that big benchmark of 70%, but if they're only covering 20% right now and we'll see if they'll actually expand beyond that in between now and next June. but given T-Mobile, and t Verizon have far more established networks, far more established retail infrastructure, how does dish compete in this scenario?
1: That is the multi-billion dollar question that we're all trying to find out if if they can. They have a lot of building to do. That's going to require a lot of capital investment. And anyone opening up any stock market app knows that that things are getting more challenging, not less. And that's generally been the case with this network story. Every time they seem to be making progress, a new challenge arises, whether it's pandemic, whether it's supply chain, whether it's the economy. So how they navigate that while still meeting, again, this is a pretty large lift that they still have to do. They have to go from 20% of the country to 70. So how they how they navigate that's going to be fascinating to watch, how they build up the remaining infrastructure, as you said, stores, uh, and a digital presence. I, I saw a bunch of folks online today talking about how hard it was to get onto Dish's Project Genesis site and actually, you know, see what what options are available. Navigating all of that will, will be a challenge for them. And they'll be curious to see how how they go about that.
0: All right. And lastly, what do you want to see next from Dish?
1: So in the longer term, I want to see how Dish goes about developing relationships with Apple, with Google, with Samsung, and getting their 5G support into devices that requires a lot of relationships. It requires investment Uh, on Dish's part that until now we, we haven't really seen. They only have this service available and working with the Galaxy S22. And most of these 120 markets, they have a Motorola device in Las Vegas. They said they're bringing the Motorola device to other markets. They said they have other devices coming online. What devices, what price points are those devices targeting? When are they coming online? All big questions that I'm curious to find out answers to.
0: Definitely, uh, Eli. Thanks. We're, we're all looking forward to figuring out how DISH navigates this, uh, this bumpy road ahead. Uh, you can check out our full coverage on DISH's 5G service on CNET.com. If you have any questions, ping me on Twitter at Roger w. Chang. And if you like what you heard, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.